Welcome to the podcast with all your mind, hosted by me, Rachel Grimm. We're here to help understand the Bible with cultural and historical context, linguistic info, and other cool stuff. Enjoy. All right, good afternoon, guys. This is Rachel, and this is With All Your Mind, and this is our second mini podcast. I hope you enjoy the first one. I thought it would be a little annoying to try and jam a lot of information into a short period of time, but I really enjoyed it, so I think these are going to actually be my more favorite ones to record, so we'll see what happens. But um, today, we're going to be talking about two words that are used very commonly in Christianity and in the Bible, but they have an interesting history. The words are Jew and Gentile, very, you know, very normal, very familiar to us, but maybe you don't know where they came from. So we're going to go through Jew first. The word Jew comes from the word Yehudi. And if you remember from our first episode where we talked about Y's and J's in the Bible and how there are no J's in Latin, or sorry, not Latin, Greek, Hebrew, or Aramaic. So Jew, no, it's not Jew, it's Yehudi. And that comes from the name for Judah, which is Yehuda. So somebody from Judah would be a Yehudi. So remember the progression of Judas, the name Judas. His name is a, a man's name for somebody probably from the tribe of Judah. So Judas would be a man's name from Judah. A Yehudi would be any man from Judah. And Judah is Yehuda. <laughs> All right. So Jew, that means somebody who is Jewish. In our modern thinking, it is somebody who is Jewish or somebody of the Jewish religion, which is Judaism. The ancient idea of a Jew or a Yehudi would be just somebody from the tribe of Judah, not an Israelite, not necessarily an Israelite, somebody from the southern tribe of Judah. That's it. So somewhere along the line, the term for a man from Judah, and also there would be a feminine, Yehudit would be a woman from, Judge, from Judah. Somewhere along the line, it wasn't just from Judah anymore. It was somebody from Israel, from the many tribes of Israel that got the name Jew. Now, how this happened is a little bit tricky, and we can only take guesses about it. But basically, remember... There were two nations, the southern tribe of Judah, which had Simeon mixed into it, and Benjamin, and then the ten northern tribes. So, back in the day, in biblical times, the history of Israel as being one uh, unified nation is a really short history. Before there was a king, we can't really call it a nation. It would just be a collection of tribes, which is not uncommon in the Middle East especially in the Near East, the ancient Middle East. There were more often city-states in that time. So a, a collection of tribes that had a shared inheritance or a shared heritage was not abnormal. To have a king over all of those tribes would be actually more abnormal, would be more rare. So people from the, the southern tribe of Judah and the northern ten tribes combined under the reign of Saul and, you know, various times under various judges. But the first time there was a king and a kingdom of Israel was under Saul, and then under David, 
he had to win back the loyalty of the Northern Teb tribes because they actually didn't follow him the whole time. Under David, they eventually unified, and then they stayed unified under Solomon. But as soon as Solomon died, the nation split into two, the southern tribes and the northern tribes, and the southern tribes were called Judah, and the northern tribes were called Israel. So somebody from that southern kingdom would probably have been called a Yehudi, a Jew. Now, how did the term Jew then come to mean somebody from Israel, all 12 tribes, any person from the 12 tribes. We're not exactly sure when that happened, but it probably became a lot more general, a lot more usable for anybody with Jewish heritage. After the Babylonian captivity, when the tribe of Judah came back to the land, and the rest of the tribes were just more scattered. And so Yehudi, or Yehudit, if you're a woman, or Yehudim, just as a general term, was probably much more used after the Babylonian captivity. Now, in ancient Israel, there was no distinction between a religious Jew and an ethnic Jew. And by Jew, I mean, you know, of the tribes of Israel, of the tribes of Judah and Israel. And today, there is a distinction between a religious Jew and an ethnic Jew, because today you could be an ethnic Jew, meaning having a heritage, having bloodlines to ancient Israel, but you could have a different religion. You could be an agnostic, an atheist, a Buddhist, a Christian, and still be an ethnic Jew. But to be a religious Jew means you follow Judaism. So we have to remember that when we're talking about the term Jew, In modern times, there is this distinction between ethnic Jew and religious Jew, or you could just be both. Now, let's switch over to Gentile. Gentile is not a Hebrew word. It's not a Greek word. It's not an Aramaic word. It's a Latin word, which means it came into our vocabulary when Jerome, St. Jerome, translated the Bible into Latin in the 400s AD. He used the word Gentile for the... Hebrew word goy or goyim, which just meant nations. At that time, when it was in Hebrew, it was used to mean anybody that was not of the ethnic group of Jews, Israelites, however you want to term that now that we made it a little bit more picky. But basically, Gentile comes from goy. And if, if you know Yiddish, you know that term goy because it's still used today by Orthodox Jews to mean non-Jew. Originally, in the Bible, it just means nations, means somebody from a different tribe, not from our tribe, a different ethnicity. Because if you remember, ethnicity and religion were very closely tied in biblical times. There wasn't much of a distinction between ethnicity and religion because usually religions were territorial and ethnicities tended to stick to their own territory, right? So different nation, different tribe, different religion, they were all tied up into the same idea. Today, we can think of a nation and not necessarily think of a religion. If you think of Peru, do you think of a certain religion? I don't. You may be because you might know it better than I do. But if I think of Iran, I do think of a religion. They're a little bit more closely tied. But if you think of America, do you think of a religion? Maybe, maybe not. So Gentile, 
is a word to mean a foreigner, a foreign nation, or a foreign group of people. Today, it means just simply non-Jew. You have to be careful, though, because in the Old Testament, it often means a foreign nation. But there's a couple of times in the New Testament, specifically in Romans, that Paul uses it to mean Greek. It's the same general idea. It means somebody that is not a Jew. But what particular ethnicity he's referring to or talking to differs, right, based on what the Greek word is behind Gentile. So it doesn't often make sense to use the word Gentile in our English Bible because it doesn't refer to something in English and it doesn't refer to anything in Hebrew or Greek because it's not a Hebrew or Greek word. So King James often uses the word Gentile, but other translations such as the ESV, the NIV, they tend to use nation or just simply the Hebrew word goyim, or in the case of Romans, a Greek, right? So it means different things, but it just generally means not a Jew. So here's a, maybe an exegetical thing for you. When Paul is talking about how there's not going to be any more male and female, Jew and Greek, or Jew and Gentile, what he's saying is that this idea of Gentile is from your Jewish perspective. He's speaking to Jews, and he says this idea of there being Jews and Gentiles is from your Jewish perspective, and you need to get rid of that perspective of us versus them, that they can't join this religion because they have a different ethnicity and therefore a different religion. You need to get rid of that idea, right? That's a helpful idea if you think about how maybe Christianity always needs to have an American flavor to it. I don't think Paul would agree with you if you think that. All right, I'm well over my seven minute time limit. I tried hard. I didn't make it. Sorry, guys, but we'll try again next time. All right, hope you have a good one and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.